Good morning, everybody. Good to see you folks smiling faces here. So welcome to this morning's convocation that honors our first generation students as part of the first generation college celebration. So as a reminder, we ask that you respect this time by turning off your devices, holding your conversations until after the convo is over, and quietly listening to those who are sharing during this morning's convocation. Thanks, folks. So, my name's John Mishler, not the sculptor, who's a great guy, but not me. Um, I am an associate professor in sustainability and um, environmental science, and I was a first-generation college student. And so, just a little bit of information about me. So, again, first generation in my family to go to college. Uh, my grandmother didn't graduate high school, and I found, and okay, so this might be not very relatable, but I was looking for colleges before the internet was widely available. <laughs> so I was going to my high school guidance counselor's like office and pulling paper books off the shelves looking through like colleges and catalogs. So it was, you know, it was a struggle for me. My parents were not unsupportive, but they didn't really know how to support me because they just hadn't been through it. We didn't really know folks who had been through it, choosing a college or choosing a major or choosing a career for that matter. So I felt, you know, a little bit on my own. And even when I was able to select a college and, you know, start attending that college, it seemed like there was this hidden set of knowledge that I didn't really know how people knew what was going on. One reason why that was the case was because I didn't know what email was. <laughs> and so I was like, how did you know this was happening? Like, didn't you check your email? It took me like a month to figure out that I should be checking my email. But another part was that folks had just been mentored through the process. They had known people that had gone to college. They sort of knew what to expect. They knew who to talk to. And so, you know, I was definitely feeling that I was catching up, right? I was trying to learn how this system worked, how professors were expecting me, you know, to conduct myself. But I also found that as a first-generation college student that I had perspectives that my peers didn't have, right? I could relate to the world and the complex issues that we enter into in ways that some of my, um, you know, some of my friends and folks in my major just didn't have the background or experience to understand. So I think for us first-generation college students, there are struggles inherent, right, in sort of moving into a sphere for the first time. But at the same time, I think we need to feel emboldened and encouraged to share our unique perspective with others. Good morning. My name is Jan Marie Raymer, and I'm the administrative assistant to the vice president for advancement. And I have a very similar story to what you just heard from John. 
My father did not graduate from high school and instead became um, an apprentice and a carpenter and a home builder. So the um, things I do have in common with you is that um, I was, uh, differences, I'm sorry, those are differences. I was charged for my long distance phone calls because there were no cell phones. So that was added to my bill every month. So the phone calls were kept really short, like, hi mom, I'm fine, okay, goodbye. And um, the other thing I did was take my MS-DOS class. So all my little floppy disks were in a little box and I would run down to the computer lab with other students and uh, format my floppy disks. So that's probably all new to you too. Um, so growing up, my um, parents were encouraging of me going to college. They, in the 80s, we were just coming out of a, a recession in our country here, and things were more difficult um, for my dad in the business he was uh, trying to run. So when I came to school, my parents simply said, you know, we're not going to be able to give you very much help at all. And I relied on the counselors here at Goshen College um, as I became uh, familiar with guidance counselors at school. I had counselors here that helped me decide, you know, what kind of aid I needed, what um, programs would be helpful to me in uh, getting through this college experience without the financial help. So from my parents, I had a wonderful um, support. I had their love and I had their encouragement, um, but I just didn't have that financial assistance. And, you know, that, that's okay, we all have struggles and, and worries as we, uh, we travel this road of college. And when I learned that it took a village to raise a child, I also learned that Goshen College is a village, and it did help me get through my four years of college experience. The definition of a first-generation student can vary by college and university. At Goshen College, we identify students as being first generation if no parents have attended college in any country. Another way to say this is first in family. Currently, 36% of our student body identifies as first generation. The percentage of first-generation students has increased by 12% over the last 10 years, from 24% in 2013-14 academic year to 36% this year. And before I move on, my grandma, who's still with us, would like me to share that she did get her GED at the age of 80. So, <laughs> I'll, let her, I'll let her know that you folks were impressed. She'll like that. So in 2017, the Council for Opportunity and Education, COE, and the Center for First Generation Student Success launched the inaugural First Generation College Celebration. Given the celebration's continued success and growing support, COE and the center partnered to make this celebration an annual event. Experiences of, this, of the first-generation college student identity extend beyond the academic career and shape post-completion professional endeavors and community engagement. Continuing to celebrate and raise awareness of the identities and accomplishments of first-generation college students and graduates
is imperative as it contributes to generational progress, economic mobility, civic engagement, and more. The logo features four elements, celebration, broad perspectives, growth, and new heights, which capture the first generation college celebration experience for first generation college students, graduates, allies, and advocates. So celebration depicts a graduation cap being tossed upward, which connects to the elevation of first generation college students and their communities. Growth expresses development and fluidity by evoking the color and form of a series of stems with leaves. This icon harnesses the evolution of personal and professional advancement and highlights the lifelong presence of the first-gen identity in a person's experience. Broad Perspectives depicts a round window or globe which is symbolic of the diverse and intersectional first-gen college student and graduate identities. New Heights portrays a staircase which connects to mobility and workforce entry and also ties to the abiding nature of the first-gen college student and graduate identity. FGCC is celebrated annually on November 8th to commemorate the signing of the Higher Education Act, HEA, of 1965 by then-President Lyndon B. Johnson. This act created federal financial aid programs to fund students' educations and made key investments in colleges and universities. Many HEA programs promote post-secondary access, retention, and completion for today's limited income, first-generation college students. Please turn your attention to the screens for a video created by Sophia Karai, a current junior majoring in business and interning for the Communications and Marketing Office. My name is Katie Baker. My name is Filippo Gallo. I'm Olivia Gibson. My name is Orlando Parmelago. I'm a second year here at Goshen College and I'm a theater major. I'm a computer science major in my sophomore year. I'm a nursing major and this is my fourth year. I am a third year here at Goshen College and I am a molecular biology and psychology double major. the biggest thing was what I really wanted to do was become a stage manager in theater and I feel like having that extra background in theater and just knowing a little bit more about theater was very helpful um, and then yeah I would say that just wanting to further my knowledge um, was what I really wanted out of coming to college and getting a degree. My parents because my parents wanted me to, to study uh, since I was a kid, they always tried to help me with studies and they said that uh, with a college degree probably I would have a better life after college and I could find better works and I could find also the work that I like. I think my family, um, I'm the youngest of a bunch, so they kind of had high expectations for me and also I wanted to be um, to go to college and do better for myself because I didn't have that much to look up to so just in a better life I don't want to live the life that my family lives so partly because my mom wants me to get wanted me to get an education an education she never had the chance to so it's partly because of her and partly because I want to do something something more than that I cannot do with college with a high school degree
I would say the thing that surprised me the most here uh, was how welcoming everybody was. As soon as I walked on campus, everybody was like saying hi, and they were just, everybody was so open to meeting new people and talking to the first year. So I would say that surprised me the most was just meeting everybody. The community of the school. Um, I think it's nice to be able to just get to know a lot of people and make a lot of friends. <laughs> Most helpful probably the agency I asked. They guide me during the steps, like making a visa, applying to a college, search the best college for me, for the best like uh, degree. And also Kellen Benoski was really helpful for me because he got me all, through, all also through the steps. I think it was just knowing that I have support from the school, um, like certain people from the school but just having that support um, because I didn't have it at first. So it was nice to, that somebody was there for me. The biggest challenge probably was being far from home because I can see my parents, I can see my friends, have to build kind of a new life, new friends. And so this was, this was the most like the challenge. Kind of the common one, but it's the financial having to work essentially full-time and having to go to school full-time just so I can keep up and everything. I feel that uh, orientation week definitely helped a lot. We were put in some groups so we got to meet people like almost immediately which was really nice. Um, I still have friends from those groups. Um, and then I feel just like a lot of the professors are really open to helping put students together, especially ones that might be a little more nervous or from out of state. Um, plus a lot of the clubs and groups here on campus are very welcoming. So being in any of those, you're definitely gonna make some friends. Um, I think it helps that the professors, at least the ones that I have, are understanding and know that I am working full-time. So like, like they're not giving me like the, the leeway or anything, but at least they understand. Sorry, I'm more comfortable standing. Namaste, everybody. Oh, that was really nice. I thought I was going to have to give my spiel that you're not praying to me, I'm not praying to you, and all of the things, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, my name is Mrs. Summers, and um, I uh, taught in public schools for 30 years. I'm really proud of that. I'm just going to tell you. Public schools. <laughs> and now I teach here at Goshen College, which happens to be my alma mater, because I, too, went to school here and was an international student. Um, I, one of my jobs, besides being the assistant professor, is, is being the director of Teach Elkhart County. And that is um, a program that's set for students who are going to be teachers, many of whom are first generation. I am very passionate about this subject because it, it to me, a college education is an opportunity to change one's future. And that's why I loved being in public schools, because I would tell students, this is your ticket. This is your ticket out. So um, 
I am very proud, in a Mennonite way, of, <laughs> of Goshen College for Goshen's commitment to helping students, all students, and especially giving that extra support to um, first-gen students. And the reason I believe in this so strongly is because having a college education for first-gen students and for really any of us, it, it really um, radically changes the trajectory of one's life, so of their lives. And so if you think um, it, it, it impacts their finances, their opportunities, and most importantly, become even more stellar and financially based um, members of the community. So our community gets better when we all help each other get an education. So um, today we have three wonderful students, two of whom happen to have been my students at Goshen High School. Um, <laughs> yes! Okay. <laughs> So we have Javier, and they will introduce themselves, Javier, Haley, and um, Gustavo. Okay. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, hi everybody. My name is Javier Reyes. I am a first year nursing student here, or nursing major. Uh, you might already recognize me uh, as your student uh, body, Senate, uh, student Senate Vice President, or from the Commuter Student Association, where I'm the Senate Representative. Um, I'm here from Goshen, and yeah. Um, hi, I'm Haley Arms. I'm a junior from Elkhart, Indiana. Um, my, my major that I'm in right now is elementary ed, but I have recently decided to take a step back from education and I'm looking, for, I'm looking to get into criminal justice, restorative justice, or social work, and strictly working with uh, children who, are, who come from undocumented families, so basically just immigration in general. Um, some of you may know me because orientation, and I'm also still a part of TGC as of right now. And my favorite, most valuable position that I have right now is that I'm the men's basketball's manager. So. Hello, my name is Gustavo Gonzalez. I'm a sophomore, and I'm a both a or a dual major in mathematics and secondary education. I'm from Goshen. I was born right across the street, actually. So <laughs> that's funny. Mrs. Somers was my teacher, in, my English teacher in high school, so it's really nice to see her back here in this, in this program. Speaking of Mrs. Somers, since she, had, since she leads the Teach Elkhart County program, I'm also a part of that, trying to lead into uh, being a math teacher. So, yeah. Wonderful. And by the way, poor Javier happened to come into my office to just visit one day. So be careful if you come see me, because I was like, hey, Javier, can you be part of this panel? He was like, what? <laughs> so um, I'm just going to ask them some questions, and each one of them is going to respond. So the first one is, and you can see the questions up there, but what was the college application and admission process like for you? So... For me, the college application process was really hard just every step of the way. The first thing was obviously the Common App. There was, it was really intimidating because every single different college had a whole bunch of different tabs, a whole bunch of different requirements, and just going through that was really hard by myself. The, there were resources, but they were, the time was pretty sparse to actually get to them. And I also didn't know how detailed some of my answers had to be or what particular information I needed uh, for those answers. 
Um, the next thing that I would say was the next hardest part was the FAFSA. My parents, uh, being uh, immigrants from Mexico, didn't really have all the paperwork necessary, so there was a whole lot of extra paperwork to fill out, a whole lot of uh, hoops to jump through, and some, at some points it really felt like I was holding my own hand as well as theirs, trying to just get through uh, the process. But here we are. Um, I would say that the thing that I struggled with the most with applying was not even the college application. I felt like that was pretty self-explanatory because it was just like putting in my information from high school. The one thing that I did struggle with and still kind of struggle with is FAFSA. FAFSA is so difficult for no reason and I feel like somehow I'm going to mess it up. But I mean, I'm still here and I'm still getting financial aid so obviously I'm doing something right. But not having parents who know how FAFSA is supposed to work was probably the one thing that, and it still is my number one stressor because I know that like, if you mess something up, like you can charge money, you can be charged money, and so like that's something that still stresses me out. But hey, I'm doing something right. Uh, my college application process was very interesting. The applying to college and getting accepted was very easy and straightforward, but then it was the FAFSA again that really, really hit me. Uh, particularly in the financial aspect. So my mom passed away in, ten, in 2021 because of COVID, but because she passed away very late into the year, uh, all of her money was filed under a tax form. So I, FAFSA was really hard for us to navigate because what uh, it, I was following instructions basically, and it was like, oh, go to this line uh, and put this income. But our income was like a third of what that was on there in actuality, now after the new circumstances. So, but I just follow directions because I was just like, I don't know how to do this fast with things. So I'm just gonna put the number that it tells me to. And then uh, I got help from my cousin who helps people apply to other colleges with the FAFSA. And she tried her best to navigate us, but it's a, it was a very interesting circumstance to, uh, to navigate my, my situation, so she was just like, contact the college and fill out a special conditions form, and so I did that, and then I followed directions on the condition form, but it still came out with the same issue, so I ended up paying like $10,000 more than I should have last year, so, but I did end up fixing it this year, but it, it was really hard to, to basically do that, so I'm, I'm set now, it's fixed, so that's good, but it was really hard to navigate that when my dad didn't know anything about doing any of this. And I only had one parent to rely on at all, so. You said you paid $10,000 extra? Yeah. Thanks, that's why I was hired. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one. <laughs> By the way, Javier, I'm just going to ask you this, too, because we had talked about this. You have uh, a friend that... that um, you were doing, you, like you were filling out the applications, you know, like they, you were both doing that and her experience was very different because of, can you address that? So, so with this picture? No, right? uh, Just oh, sure, care. yes, of course. So uh, one, of the, one, one of my friends, um, I tried to get through the college application process getting a lot of help from both Gustavo uh, and another friend who had applied the year before me. And the thing was that because every first generation person's experience is different, it's really hard to kind of get into the, the nitty gritty details of uh, how do I do this particular thing since I have this much income or like I only have one parent versus two or they're split up, et cetera. Um, I love this picture so much. And um, I, I want you guys to, like everyone in, in the audience to, to look at this, um, which I'm sure you are. 
not looking at your phone. Um, so how would each of you relate this picture to being first gen? I'm be looking at my notes a little bit, so I apologize for that. But so looking at this picture, I feel very lucky to say that uh, I personally feel that we are very much, I was very much in the equity um, aspect of this picture because there are a lot of uh, resources, especially for first generation students uh, nowadays. However, even though we do have a lot of these opportunities, a lot of these resources to help us through it, um, it's really hard to actually use them to their fullest potential because there's still a lack of like the college culture between within our families, which kind of sets us back. Uh, it's like two, one step forward, two steps back. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like I still don't really have a lot of the support from my, like my parents, my grandparents, and even uh, my siblings, because they had different um, career choices. Um, and a lot of the time, I can't really talk to my parents about it, uh, or my grandparents about it, because they still have the mentality of like, oh, this is just an extension of like high school, but no, there's a lot more time commitment, there's the whole, um, what's it called, there's a whole aspect of how am I going to be able to afford this, and things like that. Um, I actually really do like the two steps forward. Wait, one step forward, two steps? One step, two back. Oh, anyways. Um, I really do like that because I feel like while I understand that it is a privilege to be at college and that like all of us appreciate being at college, I feel like as a first gen student and even being a minority, it is so hard to lose yourself in the aspect of doing good in school, and I feel like that's something that I'm still trying to come into terms with, still being at Goshen, and it's something that like I can't even talk to my parents about because their thing is is like, well, you don't want to end up in a factory just like us, and like it's so much pressure. It is so much pressure, and it's like I don't want to fail my parents, and so that's that was my like thinking process going into school, and it's still my thinking process now, and so I don't know. Anyways. I just want to quickly add to that. Uh, the whole culture of like your parents sacrificing is especially big um, for like me personally coming from uh, parents that are immigrants here in the United States. Uh, a lot of it was like, oh, you have to go to college so you can you know, kind of take advantage of the situation we built for you. And that's part of the cultural aspect that's kind of overlooked in situations with first generation students where it's not really the resources available that's holding them back. It's really a bit of their family and like their um, priorities that are holding them back. I have to continue that, that sentiment. Uh, being, since I'm, my family is also uh, just from Mexico, so they have that like, expectation of like, oh, call, go to college to earn a lot of money. But I'm going to be a teacher, so that's not, particular, <laughs> <laughs> that's not particularly going to be the most financially fruitful. Uh, so I've had struggles with my dad in particular, because like, uh, initially my plan was to be an accountant, and he was like, oh, that's great. You'd be making a lot of money. But then I, I was more, more, moved more into like the teaching aspect, and I really liked it. But, so he, I think he would have preferred me to have something more financially well off. But I, he, so having that like support from your parent unconditionally is sometimes not the most, uh, not guaranteed. But he, he's doing good now, especially with some benefits. So, so because I've gotten some financial, I'm in the equity position now with my, some financial help. So now my dad's a lot more understanding about things because I'm, I'm able to afford a lot more, more of the college because of my teacher, so. Feel free to pay an extra 10,000 though if you'd like. Okay, so um, uh, what is one thing you wish others 
knew about being a first-gen student? So being a first-generation student was definitely a very hard thing because here I am, first year, new environment, a lot of different people from all over the place, which is honestly a lot of fun because a lot of you are really interesting. Um, but the important thing to remember is that you're not alone, especially here at Goshen College. I feel like there's a lot of diversity. There are groups of people that match you pretty, pretty uh, closely. And like I said before, there are a lot of resources available than ever before, and that extends to uh, that also extends to students who aren't first generation. Maybe they're second generation. They're still just trying to figure things out. Um, but just remember, being a first generation uh, should be being a first generation student should be something that you're proud of. It shouldn't you shouldn't feel like it's something that's holding you back. And it should actually just be a testament to how hard you have to work in order to be here and not only do well but to excel in uh, your position. Um. I was talking to Mrs. Summers about this actually, and I said that I wish more people would understand how lonely it is to be a first generation student. And I don't think any of us just go up to anybody and just automatically say like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm a first gen student. Um, I know for a fact that that's not the first thing that comes out of my mouth when I'm introducing myself to people. Um, I feel like also like not enough people understand the struggles that come with being a first generation student. Like yes, we have a lot of support, but not having a support system is probably one of the most lonely aspects of being a first gen student. And I'm not saying that like I don't have a support system now. Like I definitely do being a part of like the basketball team and everything. So like shout out to them. But um, I had to learn how to be my own support system for a really long time and that can get so lonely so fast because I'm the only one rooting for myself and that's kind of what I felt like for the past two and a half years. Um, so, yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Uh, for me, kind of like in a similar vein as Haley, uh, I felt like I had a support system here at the college, but at home it, it was completely different. I felt like I was completely alone and didn't know how to navigate that. Also, my family didn't know how to navigate that. My dad was not used to me being at the college for like 12 to 14 hours a day because I had 8 a.m. classes and I was sometimes coming back home at midnight. And uh, it, it put a big strain on him and he just didn't understand the whole workload I, I needed because I was working two jobs, or, or was it, it was, uh, I think three jobs actually last year. Uh, and yeah, I'd constantly work uh, late hours or and then I'd finish up an assignment later and he just didn't quite get that so having not being able to understand and that really like made being home less exciting because my dad would would get kind of get angry at me for coming home so late when I really need to do that so uh, and then at college I'd feel I feel safer here so it kind of encouraged me to stay here even longer so it ended up uh, yeah so putting a strain on us but so I really it really isn't easy not having a support system at home that understands what you're going through. And it's been like this throughout all the, my education career because um, my dad could never help me with homework in, in high school or anything. And he just, he, I don't think he actually understands what goes on in the high school particular, or like in education, in the education scene. He was just kind of like, oh, my student gets good grades, he's good, you know. But yeah, so I think the biggest thing to note is like, uh, first gen don't always have the strongest support system, especially in the in the home. So, yeah. Um, I do want to state like 
I just wish people would be more like appreciative if they do have a support system. I think that is one of the things that kind of like irks me the most is hearing people complain about like their parents caring too much. And it's one of those things that's like, why are you caring? Like, why is that so bad for your parents to be caring? Like, I get that it's annoying that if your parents are like getting on you, but be careful who you're saying that around. And I'm not saying like, oh, like you can't say it, but it is definitely one of those things where it's like, it hits harder hearing that from somebody who doesn't have a support system at home. So I just wish people were more support, like more appreciative of the support system they actually do have around them. Thank you so much, students. We are grateful and very proud of you, all of you. All right. Thank you so much to Javier Haley, Gustavo, and Mrs. Summers. Thank you to John and Jan for welcoming this morning and for Sophia for that video. My name is Adela Hufford, and I am the Director of Orientation, Transition, and Retention here at Goshen College. Um, and I know most of you saw I have a giant snag in my tights as I was walking up and putting the podium away, but I was feeling kind of cute today in my polka dots, so I decided I was going to own that until after. So the idea for this convocation came from a workshop that was held in January of this year. I had invited colleagues from the Academic Success Center, Accounting, Admissions, Athletics, Financial Aid, ICC, the Registrar's Office, and Student Life, along with a group of first-generation students to explore this topic. What does an intentional, integrated first-year experience look like at Goshen College for first-generation students? And it was a first step for my office um, toward gaining a better understanding of how to support students in those areas of orientation, transition, and retention. And so it's ongoing work. Um, there are amazing things on the horizon that we'll be able to share later in the spring semester. But thank you so much for joining us this morning and have a great rest of your Wednesday. <laughs>